0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now
1: ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's NHL Trade Deadline Day. Brought to you by Paul Davis Restoration Edmonton. Now back to exclusive coverage on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is
0: 1234 in and Welcome back, everybody, to NHL Trade Deadline Day coverage for Paul Davis Restoration. Bob Stoffer, along with Brendan Escott. Brendan, we'll have a full trade update coming at uh, 1248. This is Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.com is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT technology and software. All that fun stuff. Guests in our show receive gif- uh, gift certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night out of the town, Every meal is an occasion, a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Stegos. All right, we go to uh, the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we welcome back Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live Standard bed Racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at HBI hbibet.com. Mark, we still do not technically have full confirmation from either of the two organizations, the Montreal Canadiens or the Edmonton Oilers, but multiple sources, Frank Saravelli Daily Faceoff, Bob McKenzie, and have reported that uh, the orders have acquired Brett Kulak for a second round pick in William Lagesson. Uh, do you know at this time, Mark, whether or not the Canadians ate any money in Kulak's deal?
2: Uh, they may have had to, because I don't believe that the orders had enough cap space, even in trading William Ligason. They They, uh, they may have had to eat a very small number so no i will say to you bob i don't know that as a fact but the math that i saw online and what i was looking at looked like the evidence was coming up a couple hundred thousand short on that in cap space right bob yeah,
0: Puckpedia. I'm going to read you the tweet again from Puckpedia. Okay, let's went do into that. A little bit, he's, he went into a little bit of an
2: explanation on this, so i just got to scroll down. He is on it's, top of it. Because because the orders are in LTIR, it, it becomes far more complicated and, in fact, gives the Edmonton orders way less wiggle room than a normal team trading at this time of year. You can't prorate contracts when you're an LTIR, so they need to come up with the whole sum of cap space of cracks. I read it it earlier, and for some reason I've lost. Oh well. Anyway, you know what? What are you doing? So here's the
0: thing. Mark, I'm not going to BS you. The fans are all over Ken Holland on this trade already. Um,
2: Which fans, Bob? I've seen some that are happy with the player and some that aren't, right?
0: Okay, well, I could say that the majority of the texters to the show on the Ashley Fine Floors text line think the Oilers overpaid, giving up a second uh, for Brett Kulak. How would you respond to that?
2: I would say that that's probably fair. You know, that's probably fair. They also moved out uh, Lagus. what if Laguson have left in this deal, Bob?
0: This is a, he's in a, so here's the deal. He's got to play 18 more games, or he becomes a Group Six free agent. The Canadians have 20 games left.
2: Okay, so they were going to lose that player anyway. Um, so they move Lagasin to clear up some cap space is what they do. Yeah, I would say to you that, that, you know what, this is the lesson to me, Bob. Yeah, in the normal world, Brett Kulak is worth a, mm, fourth or third. Let's say that. At the deadline, he's worth a second. Like, everybody out there who's pressing, and I get it, I'm impatient too, and I think Ken Holland should figure out how to acquire good players at the deadline. Don't get me wrong here. But you got to know that when you get guys on March 21st, a third-round value, you got to pay a second-rounder for. That's just the way it's going. That's what it's always been. Brian Burke says it. This is where we make all our mistakes. This is where we overpay every year. Did Ken Holland overpay? He overpaid. That's because he's buying at the deadline. Everyone's overpaying today, Paul. What are the,
0: now we know it's not going to be, I mean, Jason Greger has suggested already that he thinks Kulak ultimately will get re-signed. We know that there's no conversation talks on that yet. Uh, no. I just had Mark Antoine Godin on who said that Kulak did occasionally play the right side. That don't forget Philip Broberg has played uh, on the right side this year in the NHL because we're looking at Broberg next season and we got him on the team. So that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, uh, for me, I mean, do you think there's any chance that Kulak ultimately does get re-signed here, Mark? Oh,
2: absolutely I do. Sure, I think he could re-sign here. Uh, depend, you know, he's going to do his audition. You're going to see if you like the way he plays, but, you know, what's what's their defense look like next year? Do you think Wilberg's coming up for that left spot? That's fair. Is Chris Russell going to be around next year? You know, oh he's thirty four he's thirty four mark and he's Sorry.
0: I mean he's in the end of he's you know, and they've still got
2: Cuckoo at nine hundred thousand bucks for another year, who's well, currently we'll on a personal leave. Yeah, so... that player is not in the picture right now and William Iggerson off the left side is gone. So I don't uh I'm not i am not going to say to you it has to be Brett Kulak, but they're gonna need some help on the left side next year. Kulak's an inexpensive veteran, now left-side defenseman, third-pairing guy. You know, I'm not certain you're going to go out and find a better fit for that spot. Maybe you will. I I wonder whether or not, Mark, just you know, I wonder... uh,
0: I'm a little bit surprised the deal hasn't been put through yet here. Uh, We don't know about the the cap space situation, if the Canadians ate anything on the Kulak deal. Um, But I do wonder whether or not Edmonton's still in there kicking tires to get another... uh, another like a fourth line guy especially given the situation with josh archibald i mean i mean i have some people like i said today uh with andrew cogliano who's been moved to colorado pretty good team and the price was only a fifth round pick but but you know like there's a guy he's playing every game for colorado's fourth line left wing and the orders currently have archibald and he's playing half the games and i'd say yeah if archibald was available full-time and, you know, you take him over Cogliano, but I'm not convinced you necessarily would take him over because he's only a halftime player. And I wonder whether or not the owners look for another cheap winger, maybe a $750,000, $800,000 guy where they can send something back. I-, I wonder if they can kick tires on that. What about you?
2: yeah what you can always do is send archibald back along with the you know the draft pick and retain as much as you need to retain to to acquire the cap space to make the deal so what ken holland would love to do here is turn a part-time player in josh archibald into a full-time player right there's no doubt about that but i I, his freedom to make these moves is entirely dependent on on creating cap space he's got to create more cap space than most teams because he's an ltir guy here and you know he's put himself in that position, and he's here now. At the when you're an LTR team, it works great all year, but it doesn't work so great at the deadline. So he could make the move you're talking about, Bob. But to, in my mind, he's got to find a team willing to take uh, Josh Archibald back.
0: Yeah, and you know logic would dictate that would not be a team in the Atlantic or in the Pacific Division. We're probably uh, looking at the other two divisions. Hey,
2: uh, or a non-playoff team, right? What's that? Or a non-playoff team. Bob. Or
0: a non-playoff team that gets the asset of the draft pick. And again, yeah. it's still no confirmation. You did mention, what about Jake Allen? Do you think there's anything to lack?
2: I don't know. I thought when we were trying to figure out what this Montreal trade was doing, I thought that there could be some possibility of Jake Allen. But now that I see they've made their deal with Montreal and Jake Allen has not been included in it, I would say that that ship uh, is not sailing, Bob.
0: Sportsnet spec joining us right now. Mark, you put a tweet on. I'm going to read the tweet. Uh, there is a palpable impatience in Edmonton among fans, very likely players, and will guarantee owner Daryl Gates uh, for GM Ken Holland to make his team better. Cap issue. Sure, Holland makes $5 million to per year to be creative, to figure it out. Perhaps you can extrapolate on this.
2: Well, listen, it's it's... You know, it's one thing to sit here and say, well, you know, I don't have a lot of cap space. Well, you know what? You're making Ken Holland is one of the very highest-paid GMs in the league. He's the he highest-paid GM in the league. The highest-paid GM. Him and his staff need to get creative and find his way around that problem the way other staffs do across the league. It's one thing to say, I'm looking at this order's team, and this isn't really worth giving up a you know sell on the farm for. I don't think we're a cup contender. That's where I stand. But I'm going to ask you, Bob, when is that day coming, right? This is Ken Holland's third year here. When is that day coming when you look at this team and say, okay, we're a Stanley Cup contender, let's go for it, right? Fans are impatient. And the, I, I guarantee you the owner's impatient because he spent more than any other owner on his GM. And the players are sitting here saying, hey, you know what? We've really steadied the ship here. We're yep. buying into what he, cross he's got to do We're
0: playing well. He, we need some help here. Yep, yep. He's got to do something. Like, I, I think that, you know, I got the sense that there was a feeling that they could get another D for sure and maybe another depth forward. And people say, well, what about the goaltender? That market, like, they weren't getting Marc Andre Fleury. He wasn't coming here. No, he wasn't he's not going coming to Toronto. Here. They're losing no. their proverbial, you know what, in Toronto right now over the goaltending situation. Yep. Edmonton's in a better, like, as crazy as it seems, given the play of Campbell earlier in the year, Mark. Edmonton right now, because of how Koskinen's like, what is he, 12-1-2 in his last 15 starts? Like, they're getting some wins here.
2: So Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Edmonton is not going to play a playoff series where they have the better goaltender this year, Paul. Right? Yep. They go up against right. Lainer, they lose the battle. They go up against Quick, they lose the know, battle. They okay. go up against Speck, Marston, they lose Speck. the battle. Yep. I
0: Iris I'm not convinced they necessarily lose the battle against Laner
2: If well, they went up against...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. I'm not convinced and, they lose that, and I'm not convinced. And I'm if he's healthy. He's this. better. Yeah. Yeah. But he's had challenges staying healthy.
2: Okay. Hold on. Hold. On. Sure. If Quick and Markstrom get injured and the backups play, then Emmett is in great shape. But the difference all is all things equal. The the point I'm trying to make here is this is Holland's goaltending situation. He yeah, he, he built this 100%. baby, and this is his baby. And frankly, it's not good enough to look at in the playoffs and say the Oilers have a chance because they don't have the goaltending. And if you don't have the goaltending, you don't have the chance. So this is on Holland, and he's got to fix this thing. And it's, it's Mark, three years I'm in, and it's time.
0: Specific, what I'm saying specific to Leonard is Leonard's been hurt a lot. All day, I agree with you on Markstrom. That's why the Oilers targeted Markstrom. He has been. I mean, Calgary hasn't dealt with any adversity this year at all. They got a big, tough, deep team. They haven't lost a lot of players to injuries, and they got a really good goaltender, and he's good, and he's a help. But Robin Lehner, Vegas is a different animal because he
2: seemingly is always hurt. That's the difference. Oh, Oh no. Hey, oh, no, no. Been, Le, Le, Leonard's right. been hurt this year, and they don't have goaltending either. Like, let's not make a, you know, if they play in a playoff series tomorrow, Edmonton has better goaltending. But I'm they just, have a you lower know what I'm save saying percentage
0: here, Mark, yeah. they have a lower team save percentage than Edmonton.
2: That's hard to do. Like, yeah. the, the orders are that coming to this game that tonight. That doesn't take Ken Holland off the hook in any way, shape, or form. No, far. it, it doesn't. It's going on in his Specific
0: here, to Vegas. Specific to sure. Vegas actually mark i'm gonna i'm gonna read you a really surprising statistic okay you're gonna lie and you're gonna say yeah stats are for losers the minnesota wild are at 899. why do you think they traded for flurry okay the vegas golden knights are at 899. okay the edmonton Oilers are at 900. And the LA Kings are only 902. So between now, Quicks a way more established goaltender and the play, you know, and been a, have all that playoff success, but that team's injury depleted on D as well. If the, if the Oilers get one of those two teams, LA or Vegas, if they get them in the first round, they can
2: beat those two teams, in my opinion. Sure they could. Absolutely. They could. They could for sure, Bob. But, but you know, 100%. I'm here to tell you: when you check off your boxes in that series, and you get to the one that says goaltending, uh, unless Laner's, you know, if Laner's healthy and if Quick is healthy, the check mark goes to those teams, and that is just indisputable. Can I blast some texts? Some of which love you, and some of which. Hate you? two minutes sure yeah i got two minutes all right
0: this text comes in mark ken has had his hands tied since he came here he's only been able to put a stamp on the team over the last 10 months did he not pull a rabbit out of his hat move lucic let him work not everybody will come to edmonton i would see mark i would say that's a very pro-oiler uh text i don't think everybody concurs with that thought how would you respond
2: well, I would say this. I'm going to go back and tell you that moving Lucic was a good deal. I'm going to say getting that kind of excellent gentleman. The Evander Kane pickup was fine work. Right, so those all worked. You know, and then you gotta go on the other side and say the fantasy trade was a you know, pretty much a disaster yeah. and the goaltending situation isn't working. So, like every GM he's got some check marks and he's got some access, but uh, you know, it, it all comes he came here to make this team a Stanley Cup contender and we're not very sure that they are one yet, Bob. That would be where I go on that
0: mark this text comes in holland is expecting mcdavid dry and Kane to win a cup for them other teams are insulating their best players nick paul and brown were basically acquired for next to nothing we're super overpaying for less than mediocre players what do you think
2: Uh, you know what that's again when you when you leave it till the trade deadline and you're when you're paying at the trade deadline you're generally overpaying for whoever you pick up bob that's, there you go. That's the way it is. Uh, uh,
0: Mark, this text, one final one says indisputable. Spec says that the other team's got better goaltending. Can't wait for Koskinen to prove Spectre wrong. <laughs> me too. I mean, me too. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for joining <laughs> us. I know you're busy. Hey, we're closing in on deadline here. That's right. Uh, it is 1248 in Edmonton. When we come back, Brendan Escott's gonna, and it is, uh, we mentioned the fact that Andrew Cop is going to be in play here from Winnipeg. They picked up Sanford. They picked up Mason Appleton. Elliot Friedman reporting possibly Cop to the Rangers. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout and Brendan Escott will re-rack all the trades for you. Bob Stoffer live from Denver on our NHL Trade Deadline Day coverage for
1: Paul Davis Restoration. It's 1248 in Edmonton. You're listening to a special Oilers Now NHL Trade Deadline Edition. Brought to you by Paul Davis Restoration. Now, here's Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 1252 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you.
0: The Edmonton Oilers, multiple sources are reporting that the Oiters have acquired brett kulak from the montreal canadians now he's a 1.85 million dollar cap hit edmonton has sent william lagason and a number two to the canadians uh it is my belief the canadians are retaining some of the money in the deal i don't know how much but the canadians are retaining some money in the trade the trade has not been officially put through by either of the two organizations of note oilers general manager ken holland is uh, his availability is going to be at 3 o'clock Edmonton time. The deadline is in eight minutes time, but this allows for full uh, contracts and trades to be registered and all of that kind of stuff. So take it for what it's worth. Uh, would not surprise me if the orders are trying to work to get another forward right now as well. Don't know if they're going to get one. They got a D. But I can see Edmonton trying and it, it we're talking a bottom six guy. And maybe a guy that can kill penalties. All right. Uh reminder you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This is a version of NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing and your local branded merchandising specials. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back to the 630 Gen Studios, big part of our show on a daily basis, and helped me put together an extensive guest list for today's show. We welcome back Brendan Escott, and he is going to go to our trade tracker for you. What do you got, Brendan?
3: Yeah, well, just breaking uh, moments ago, San Jose picking up Anthony Botello from uh, New York for something to be named later. Uh, Nate Schar is going to Montreal. uh, Schnarr, rather, in exchange for Andrew Hammond. Uh, Zach Sanford, we mentioned, is going from Ottawa to Winnipeg for a fifth rounder this year. Johan Larson, centerman from Arizona, goes to Washington for a third rounder next year. Andrew Cogliano is now, uh, he's in Colorado for a fifth rounder in 2024. Uh, Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski, are moving from Detroit to St. Louis in exchange for defenseman Jake Wallman, Oscar Sundquist, right winger, and a 2023 second rounder. Uh, Arturi Lekanen, now a member of the Colorado Avalanche. Justin Barron, defense prospect, and a 2024 second rounder heading back to Montreal. Uh, Zach Sanishin, right winger from Boston, moves to Ottawa along with a fifth rounder this year uh, in exchange for tough guy on the back end, Josh Brown, and a seventh round pick. Uh, Where are we? Freddie Allard goes to... uh, Yeah, Frederick Allard defenseman goes to Los Angeles for Braden Burke, and uh, he's on his way back to Nashville. Justin Braun to New York. There was a few teams, I'm sure, that were bidding for him. Uh, Philadelphia gets a third rounder in 2023 in exchange for the defenseman. And uh, Jacob Middleton for Capo Kako. The swap sees the goaltender, Capo Kakanen, rather. Uh, uh, the goaltender goes to San Jose with a fifth-round pick for uh, Jacob Middleton, who lands in Minnesota. Mark andre Fleury also in Minnesota for a uh, 2022. It's a conditional second-round pick, Bob, but the condition on that, it could become a first-rounder if uh, Minnesota makes the conference final. Marcus Johansson uh, going back. I think he's back to Washington, is he not, uh, from Seattle? Yes. And uh, Daniel Sprong, a fourth-rounder and a sixth-rounder and Nathan Bolio here going from Winnipeg to Pittsburgh we're number 18 at 7th rounder conditional pick for him Mason Appleton back to Winnipeg 4th round pick to Seattle there Um, Jake McBain is the the interesting college player who goes has uh, I guess his rights traded to uh, Arizona in exchange for a 2nd rounder Um, Minnesota picks that up Dallas fortifying the goaltending situation while Braden Holpe seems like he might be out a bit of time here so they get Scott Wedgwood out of Arizona for a fourth-round pick. Jeremy Lausanne offloaded by Seattle for a second-rounder. They pick up uh, to Na- Nashville's second-rounder. Nick Paul talked about as an Oilers uh, candidate on this very show. And the and- Oilers... Just so you know, the
0: orders did kick tires on it. Did Paul.
3: they really? Well, Matthew yes. Joseph and, uh, and uh, 2024 fourth-rounder got it done, and Paul finds himself on uh, a rebuilt third line in Tampa Bay. Travis Dermott for a third-rounder. He moves from Toronto to Vancouver. Troy Stetcher, a former Canucks defenseman, now in Los Angeles for a uh, seventh-round pick going back to Detroit. Travis Hamanick, uh, wow, I'm surprised at the price. Me too. <laughs> third-rounder. In this year's draft, the Canucks managing to fetch that out of Ottawa's system. What are they doing out there in the nation's capital? Mark Giordano, uh, we'll uh, park it here, I guess, after this one, Bob. But Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell will uh, answer the question, what are the Leafs going to do on the back end? And they get a bottom six forward as well from Seattle, who have acquired just a plethora of draft picks. I think they have 34 picks in the next three drafts. Two seconds and a third from Toronto to the Kraken.
0: Uh, Arizona, by the way, has three firsts and four seconds in the upcoming NHL draft. A uh, couple deals just of Andrew Kopp has been traded to the New York Rangers. So we talked about the fact that Winnipeg uh, added Appleton yesterday. They added Zach Sanford today. The moment they got Zach Sanford at a $2 million cap, hit. it was over for Andrew Kopp. Now, the belief was the Jets were looking on for a first-round draft choice. They had a deal for a pair of seconds. And the Rangers have also acquired Tyler Mott, very effective uh, bottom six forward. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, both COP and Mott need uh, new contracts. They're pending UFAs. It is twelve fifty-eight in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you. Uh, we're technically uh, the deadline is at one o'clock Edmonton time. But the way it works is the trades have to be registered. They can take anywhere from 45 to an hour, 15 more. We're going to go uh, all the way to 2 o'clock today. The next hour, uh, Jack Michaels and Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers will both join us. John Shannon will dip back in, and we'll see if the Kulak deal gets made official. We uh, will bring him on the show as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.